0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hobo of podcast. My name is Crystal Sedino, and I am the Training and Development Specialist here at the Native Learning Center. Today's podcast topic is customer service and tribal housing, the do's and don'ts. And with me today, we have Miss Wilma Noah. Say hi, Wilma.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm the training and development specialist here at the Native Learning Center. Happy you could join us today.
0: All right, so as I mentioned, customer service and travel housing, the do's and don'ts. So we are going to define the need. So figuring out where the gaps are in customer relations slash interaction may even be just fine tuning small areas that perhaps lack the luster that once existed. Either way, it's important to figure out what is missing. Some ways to figure this out, you ask. Perhaps a needs assessment. So you may have this idea of what needs to be fine-tuned. However, your ideas might not match those of the clients or employees. Therefore, it's important to ask their opinion. I'm sorry, how many times have you been in a job position where the company decides to tell you, oh, we figured out that this is what you need versus you working day to day knowing exactly what it is that you need mm-hmm. i've been in those situations for sure i've worked in retail prior and i hear this issue constantly happen throughout indian country and you know housing departments and so on and so forth so point is do those needs assessments talk to your people talk to your employees talk to who you need to talk to to figure out what is missing
1: Maybe. If- They have community meetings, right? uh, maybe discuss it, maybe have a suggestion box. Mm -hmm. Wow, I made that extra. It's been really hard to talk today. (laughs) Suggestion box or maybe do a SurveyMonkey link via email and make it anonymous, which it already is. No one would actually know who is answering, but at least you would get those answers that you're trying to change or Mm -hmm. actually make
0: better. Right. And I feel like a lot of the time that is the fear, not remaining anonymous. You want to state your concern, but you feel like there might be backlash or something along those lines. Great thing about SurveyMonkey is that it is anonymous. So you submit your, you know, your concerns and whatnot and nobody's going to know it's you. I think another major, I guess, thing that anybody within tribal housing can do is make sure that their clients or employees know where they can find them Mm -hmm. so for example i used to live in an apartment complex that did not have a number listed to reach the management office i work eight to five meaning my hours don't allow me to go at those hours that the office is open so therefore I need to be able to call in the event that there's a concern or you know whatever it may be so having access to simple things like a phone number or knowing where the property manager's office exactly is where it's not hidden in a room behind a room behind another room I think is just it's really important and it's going to set you know you apart from other um, other offices or other, you know, situations.
1: Maybe a newsletter might have helped. You know, like with the phone number or a business card, like. That's a great I can't idea. The apartment complex didn't have a number.
0: Girl, number. so you know it's even funnier. So they, I eventually found a number, but it's an automated voice system, and it says, "Hit five if you need to reach management." You hit five, and it says, "Please leave a message." with your name and phone number. You leave a message with your name and phone number and your concern and the concern that you have. <laughs> and um no one would get back to you. So it was almost like the the way that the system was set up was almost as if like it was just the general company's property management line. And then they would connect you to whichever property it was that you're staying at. So like they have multiple. Like let's say for example, they have one in Fort Lauderdale, they have one in Davie, they have one in West Palm, or you know something mm-hmm. along those lines. And it felt very much as if it was just their general phone number to just kind of like submit a request. But like I said, no one got back to you.
1: So should an emergency arrive? right? Who do... What to do exactly? You know, something similar happened to me like a few weeks back where. The... The was leaking like bad. Right. Badly. So I did have an emergency number. I called four times.
0: Nobody. No
1: one picked up. Oh, so my gosh. I was like, what do I do? So my friend, she knew where to call because luckily she had lived in the same apartment complex. I don't know what she did, but, or maybe I was panicking. It didn't just try <laughs> number. Who knows? I was just, I was just scared of that leak. But anyway, she was able to get through and I was able to get help.
0: But you see, it's it's stuff like this I feel like is going to differentiate you from most properties most, you know what I mean, situations. The easier you are to reach, mm-hmm. the easier things flow. And the more at ease, I can definitely say we feel. Because I'm sure one was panicking. I was kind of panicking because it's like I've been trying to reach them for three days and I couldn't reach them. Yeah, three days, I know. Our eyes just Aww. went boom. Like almost popped out of our heads. But seriously, it's it's what it's gonna set that difference. So
1: So that segues into how to provide better customer
0: service. Right. Yes. So under promise and over deliver. I love this. Mm-hmm. I love this, I love this, I love this. Marie uh, Bonville from Sunline Armor Homes taught us this she teaches hi Marie, hi, Marie. she teaches uh, tribal housing customer service that's really where I feel like I've learned 90% of um, what I know and where honestly truly where most of this information comes from Marie's just a wealth of knowledge so if you ever you know need to contact her just shoot us an email. We'll shout out our email in the end. Um, But yeah, so under promise and over deliver. If you think something isn't going to be done until Wednesday, let your tenant know, let your person know, let whoever it is know that it's not going to be done until Friday. I know you don't want to lie to them. You don't want to, but in the event that it isn't actually or it can't be done by Wednesday, at least they're going to be expecting it by Friday. And
1: you and I know that people don't like the
0: runaround. Right, people don't like the runaround. We want to know, Are you? is it going to be done by this date or not? And then that way, if it is done by, let's say you got a request on a Friday, right? And let's say um, you let them know, oh, by the following Friday, it'll be complete and it's done by, like, Tuesday, that person's going to be extremely happy because you it was done before it was actually anticipated. So stuff along those lines. So mm-hmm. think, you know, deadlines and whatever else. Basically
1: do what you say you're going
0: to do. And that's, yeah, that's another thing I think as well. Just do what you say you're going to do. If you say you're going to fix something, if you're going to repair something, if, if an update to the building's going to be done or anything along those lines, do it because people are expecting it people have high expectations i know i know i do especially when i'm told something along those lines um just do it provide timely attentive service to your housing tenants and all of that's kind of just like what what we just mentioned provide it on time be attentive when you are providing that service don't act like you're busy doing something else while you're with them because I feel like that's just rude. Nobody wants to feel like they're second best or second priority or, you know, anything along those lines. So, that's important.
1: And look for opportunities to improve and be prepared for those unexpected requests. Um, A complaint should be considered an opportunity to improve and as constructive criticism. So, um, suggestion box?
0: Yes, that's where those suggestion boxes come into play, a comment card. Mm -hmm. And I know they're old school and we're in the day and age where like, oh, we need to save on paper and whatever else. But again, these are all options for you guys to like consider and, you know, take or or don't. Also, another really like common thing is the property management websites have Comment sections, concern you know sections where your tenants, staff can leave comments and concerns, and then you can address them. And in those situations, I feel like you should check that daily and make sure that there's nothing being lagged behind. Because the last thing you want to do is have something along those lines there, and then you don't check it, but once a week, and you have like a hundred like. Hopefully it's never that case, but you'll have like a hundred comments, suggestions, questions or whatever it is. And, and then you're like, oh no, I'm neglecting my people. So yes, so just remember to check those if you have that form of um, commenting or whatnot. What does customer service mean in tribal housing? Well, when it comes to tribal housing customer service, client satisfaction is essential to supporting timely payments constructive exchanges with maintenance staff and positive community engagement quality customer service requires planning and evaluation of current housing procedures as well as negative interactions between vendors tenants and staff think that all basically means being able to Acknowledge issues, resolve them fairly quickly. I mean, in a sense, make everyone kind of feel important because they are important. They are, you know, those are your housing, you know, staff. It's your, those are your tenants. Those, you don't have a housing department. You don't have a, <laughs> you know what I mean, a, a property management company or anything along those lines without those people. So they are very important. So treat them as important as I guess you would treat any concerns that you would ever have in that scenario or situation. Another thing, what are the standards that we're setting today? So, are we proactive or are we reactive? Are we, you know, do we notice that this is a common issue or that there is a common issue? And are we trying to prevent that issue from occurring over and over and over again, or are we just letting it go and letting it happen? Are we committed to doing whatever it takes to create satisfied customers? You know, are we, I don't wanna say bending backwards over, but in a sense, like, are we doing everything that we can to, you know, help? And then, are we serving our tribal members' needs Are they taking priority over meetings or internal office needs? I feel like this is something that happens a lot of the time. I know, for example, when I worked in a gym, because I worked in a gym, I worked behind the desk, a lot of the time on accident, of course, our administrative work would end up Taking priority over the clients that would come into the gym. And, you know, as an employee, you're kind of just, you're in your head, you're like, I got to do this, I got to get this done, and whatnot. But it's always very important to remember that that business wouldn't exist without your members, without your clients, without, you know, your staff, and so on and so forth. So, as much as you have things to get done, are we prioritizing those things or are we prioritizing our, you know, clients and so on and so forth? So, my rule of thumb is, Clients come first, then all that work comes second because again, you don't exist without them. And our last note for this is what do our TDHE departments reflect? What is it that they're providing? What is it that's lacking? You know, just assessing whatever is missing. Like what are we saying to our tenants? What are we what are we showing basically? Is it good? Is it bad? You know, are we helping them? Are we not helping them? So taking a moment, I feel like, and reflecting, reflecting mm-hmm. is key and important. All right. So we just wanted to go over. Some
1: common pitfalls.
0: To, like, having been in customer service, I laugh at some of these because it's like, oh, they happen all the time. Yeah, and oh, they would irritate me. Right. Training. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh! They need to go to school, or they need some more training, or something—not school. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. Okay, so uh, putting, okay, so putting a customer on hold. Maybe before doing that, tell them one moment. Announce the call before transferring a call.
0: Oh my gosh! Yes.
1: Because that happens all the time. You just get a call and then all of a sudden someone's on the phone and they have to repeat the story again. Oh, Lord. That bothers me. That's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Just think, like... And then you you could end up in the wrong department the second time and then you're still getting transferred explaining the story. So if you have the customer's complaint or uh, concern... You express that to the person that you're transferring the call to. They, in turn, do the same thing to the next person and then put the person connected with them. Right. That's how I do it.
0: That's how you should do it, though. Yes. I can't tell you rookie mistakes. How many (laughs) of them back in the day I used to make where I'd pick up the phone and I'd be like, hello, I'll use Native Learning Center, for example. I don't do this here, but... Back in the day when I was a receptionist, I don't know. Thank you for calling Native Learning Center. How can I help you? And then they'd be like, well, hello. I'm trying to get in contact with so-and-so. I've had this problem and so-and-so and whatever else and so-and-so. And then I ask, who is it that you're trying to reach? And then they go, oh, I'm trying to reach Wilma Noah. So then I go, okay. And then I go, forget to ask the name, <laughs> which is horrible. <laughs> forget to ask the name. And then I, I dial Wilma's extension, Again, this is just an example. I dial Wilma's extension, and then I go, Hi, Wilma, I have someone on the line for you, and they've got, um, they wanted to talk to you. Uh, did you get the name? Uh, no. Do you understand what their issue is? Uh, no. <laughs> just patch them through. <laughs> that happens still. So it I'm does not happen. Here. Not here, yeah. We're good. We, we, we. We uh, do the whole spiel, you know, like, hello, welcome. I'm sorry, what was your name? What is the issue? I patch woman and I go, Wilma, I've got Don Quixote on the line. <laughs> and he has an issue with needing assistance with registration. With registration. And then she'll go, oh, perfect. And then she'll take it and then she'll be like, hi, Don Quixote, how are you doing today? Hope everything is well. I heard that you're having some issues with registration. And then Don Quixote on the other line's like, yeah I really am is there anything you can do to help me and then bam Wilma helps them so see the, the difference between the two it's it's way more clear and to the point and they're not frustrated or anything along those lines because yeah let me tell you something I'd be totally frustrated if I told somebody my 20 minute story and then I had to tell another person a 20 minute story and then I got directed to the wrong department and then had to tell a third person my 20 minute story so yeah so no 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 and
1: yeah. that with um, ending a call, responding to emails. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, what are some of the things that you should avoid saying on a phone call whenever a tenant, employee, vendor, client calls and they have an issue, concern, suggestion, whatever? What would you say is not something that you should do?
0: An immediate no. (laughs) (laughs) So if, you know, they or even before they begin to tell you their problem, or as they're telling you the problem, you just, you start off the bat with like, no, 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 no. "No" No's already a negative word, or it has a negative connotation. It's not so much a negative word, it's just, it it can have a negative connotation to it. So don't start the conversation off with no. Listen, try and understand the issue. Acknowledge, empathize, Mm -hmm. and resolve. Okay, so and then another major thing is I don't know. Don't avoid saying I don't know to them. Maybe, perhaps, I actually don't have the answer for you at this moment. However, I can find or try and find somebody who can provide the answer for you. Or if you'd like, I can call you right back once I have figured out the answer or I can email you, just something along those lines, basically stating that you're willing to do whatever you can to try and resolve the issue. Don't say, I don't know, and leave it at that. (laughs) That's That's irritating. I think um, another major one is, that's not my job or my department. We get that it might not be your department, and it might not be your job, but guess what? You got the phone call, (laughs) so... I think it's just best to try and navigate that person it
1: the best way you can. Right. In fact, you get calls sometimes at your desk all the time. All the time. So, but you always say and your name is and they'll give you the name and mm-hmm. then you tr- before you transfer it um, or when you transfer it, you tell them what's going on and or who it is. Right. And then give them to the right department.
0: Right. And if it's not the right department, I'm usually able to pass them along anyway and then that person will try, you know, like, try and help them, you know, whatever it may be. Because, you know, my knowledge only – at the end of the day, you know, as an employee, I think another major thing to recognize is that our knowledge only goes so far. We, you know, we don't – we are not the knower of all things. (laughs) You
1: may not know what that department
0: does does. or doesn't do or, yeah. So I think just having that ability to be open and just – this is what I can provide for you. I hope this is helpful. You know, if it's not, feel free to call back and, you know, we can try and figure it out. Um, what's another one? Calm down. Oh, lord. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me to calm down. I think that's a fire starter right there. Oh yeah, it is. Think about it. You're already heated. And then somebody tells you to calm down. Excuse me. No, excuse you. <laughs> so yeah, no. That is a fire starter right there. Uh call me back. Oh, telling somebody to call them. No, I called you <laughs> so that you could help me. I don't wanna call you back. I'm taking time out of my day. Like, come on. That's not my fault. Oh, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. Yeah, no. That's also not that's a good fire starter too. You wanna you wanna make someone upset real quick mention this and what's funny is nine times out of ten the person on the other line understands that it's not your fault so the anger that they're showing towards you is misplaced yeah they're just venting so it's a matter of just being like okay okay I understand I Mm -hmm. can you know whatever it may be acknowledging yeah apologize and then just figuring out a way to help them that's not something we can do well, I didn't call you to tell me what you can't do. <laughs> so how about we talk about what we can do? So it, it's almost funny because it's, it's like having that can-do attitude versus that I can't do that. I can't do that. No, 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 no. Let's think of what we can do. Right. So in short, it is very important to choose your words wisely And there are many things that you can say that can sound condescending and it can ruin the relationship with your vendors, tenants, clients, and employees. So, and nine times out of ten, I feel like it's also not so much what you say, it's how you say it. Um, Obviously, there's, you know, factors there of what you're saying is bothersome because nobody wants to hear um, calm down or that's not my fault. (laughs) But it's also the tone that you use when you're, you know, discussing or trying to resolve a problem or or issue or complication, whatever it may be. So remember that your words have lots of power Mm -hmm. and they pack a punch. So make sure that whatever you put out there is as friendly and helpful as possible. Because at the end of the day, if you're in housing and you're working with your tenants or you're working with vendors, you're there to make every interaction as smooth and helpful as possible. So I feel like that's a good note to leave things on. Yes, did you did you have anything else you wanted to add?
1: No. I thank everyone for joining us today.
0: Yeah, thank you guys and we appreciate you listening on all of our podcasts and so on and so forth. I did mention an email address for you guys to be able to reach us at that'll be K-R-Y-S-T-A-L-C-E-D-E-N-O at semtribe.com S-E-M-T-R-I-B-E dot com and yeah if you guys have questions if you want to reach out to Marie or anything like that just send us an email and we'll get back to you ASAP because we too believe in customer service so we, we do appreciate you guys alright well with that we're closing out thank you so much for listening have a good day, evening, or morning. Bye, y'all.